Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So probably this time next month, I will be an official gymnastics mom (laughs) because Miss Penelope got invited to try out for the gymnastics team. And so she's going to do that. <laughs> but to prep for that, something that they do that I really love is, so the tryouts isn't until like a month and a half from now. But leading up to that, they sign up for this developmental class and it's a two hour long class. Normally our classes are 50 minutes, but they basically just learn everything that they're going to be tested on in tryouts. And then the coaches will be like to the parents, like your kid, should go ahead and try out or your kid's not ready to try out. And so that way they're not like devastated at six years old. <laughs> but girlfriend can do literally 109 cartwheels in a row and one-handed cartwheels and flip a And we bought her a gymnastics bar for her birthday. It's in our basement. And she just like every day is every day is on that thing. And one of her very good friends from preschool goes to the same gymnastics as Penny, and they're going to try out together. They're doing the developmental class together, and they're going to try out together. And I met my best friend in preschool, and so I'm like, "Is this your best friend for life?" I'm so excited for you because I actually like this kid, and I like her parent. And well, both of her parents—I don't know her dad very well—but so her mom and I are going to like drop them off at their practice. And then we're going to go like have dinner together and like hopefully become friends. And I'm very excited, but they have meats, literal meats. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, we're doing this. Okay. Uh 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 The funny thing is I have a good friend who's a gymnastics mom and her and her partner, ultimately got a divorce for reasons unrelated to their child, but they're like both obsessed with their child and they're the best co-parents. And 
it's so funny because I'm still friends with both of them. And it's one thing to imagine you as a gymnastics mom, the the joy that I get from the idea of Brian being a gymnastics dad. (laughs) And what's funny truly is how this will work out is he will be more of a gymnastics dad than I will be a gymnastics mom. A hundred percent. Because... Because it's competitive and and it's it's competitive and he's very, and I'm also competitive, but not in that sense. Not in the same way. So Megan and I, the mom, I love that we're on the same page and we both realize that we're on the same page. So we like ran into each other last week and I was like, Hey, is your kiddo going to try out? And she was like, yes. So they're going to be in the same class. And I was like, great. Oh my gosh. It's two hours. There's no like Wi-Fi here. I don't understand that. And she was like, well, so I just drop her off and then I go somewhere else. And I was like, Oh, I love this for you. And I love this for us. And I'm like, yes, let's do dinner. Let's go grab coffee. Let's do something else. So she's like, I'm here and I will like bring my kid and I will come to things, but I'm not the like stand at the window for two straight hours watching what you're doing. And I'm like, Nope, me either. So (laughs) love that for us. Yeah. So I'm excited. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't. And what's even cuter is that Megan's partner so they're from another state and they moved here and they, I mean, they've lived here for a couple of years, but they moved in the pandemic. And so they don't have a ton of outside friends. Megan works outside of the home. So she's been able to meet people at like at work and outside or whatever, but her partner works from home. And so he just like, hasn't like developed a friend group here. And so when we're chatting, one of the classes is going to be on a night that Brian has softball. So he's in like a softball league. It's in the spring and summer, fall, whatever. And I was like, oh, well, like maybe your guy could go play softball if he's looking for something to do. And I guess he used to be on a team where they used to live. And so he's been looking for friends. And so I'm trying to friend set them up so that the guys go play softball and we go have dinner. (laughs) And I'm very excited. Oh, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. Just a friend matchmaker, apparently. Look at me being a connector. (laughs) Wild. Wild. No, I can't wait for the meets because I, you know, whether you decide to be the hovering helicopter parent in, in practice is one thing, but the meets will be different because you will want to watch her. Oh race yeah. I will in. definitely go to those and watch. But what's really cool is that, so if she makes the team, they're like on the bronze level. And basically this year of being on the team is really just teaching them how to be on a team. And so it's not really like skill based and like you have to meet all of these standards. There's like three practices a week. You only have to come to one. There's like five meets a year. You only have to come to one. Like it's just this kind of like flexible commitment level. And so I'm excited that we can basically spend a year deciding if she even likes being a part of a team before we fully commit to it. But I think she will knowing my kid and how freaking competitive she is. But I think I've identified that. And maybe, you know, if there's a term for this, but you know, there's like team sports, like softball and soccer and basketball where collectively you work together as a team. And then there's other sports that you don't, you're not like gymnastics. I always liked, I always liked individual sports. Individual sports is what it's called. Okay. I think she's an individual sports person. Well, you still get a team aspect. Yeah. And there's oftentimes team like opportunities, like, Mm -hmm. like track and field is an individual sport. Mm Mm-hmm swimming, bowling, gymnastics, but like there'll be some, you know, like on a swim team, you still have a relay team. 
that works together and does things together. And practice is still collective. But the nice thing about individual sports, in my experience, was that the people who are really great can continue to get better. And they're not necessarily brought down as much by the people that suck. That's why I, she does not <laughs> like traditional team sports because she does not like having to rely on other people to do their part excessively well, like she does. And y'all, I will tell you, like I could have the nature versus nurture conversation all day long. This girl is probably more competitive than Brian, who is the most competitive person I know. And I like, I'm the parent over here. That's like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Like if it's pissing you off, step away. It's fine. Like take a breather. And he's not the person like hounding her to do more stuff, but he's like, take a deep breath. Like maybe try it from a different angle or like do this thing over here. And I'm like, just don't do it. If you don't want to do it, if it's stressing you out, don't do it. (laughs) And she's like obsessively focused on the thing. I'm like, wow, you did not get that from me. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out, but I'm excited for her and I can totally see why she enjoys that. I liked, if I look back on it, individual sports, it's the one I liked better because then ultimately you're competing with yourself. I mean, not that you're not competing with other people. You absolutely are like, cause you know, swimming, it's based on your time and like you're competing with people who are relatively in the same, they like group you in what they call heats which are people who are relatively at the same pace as you and you're still trying to beat other people, but more often than not, you're trying to beat your personal best instead of everyone else. Yeah. She plays Mario Kart and just the amount she's like, mama, I'm in first place again. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Do you realize there's no one else playing? (laughs) Just me. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so funny. (laughs) All right. Well, now that you all can collectively clap your hands that I am a gymnastics mom and help me figure out what that's going to look like in my future, I want to talk to you about how shitty your website probably is. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. In the same way that we're going to collectively cheer on Penelope and say, good job, girl, no matter what. What, what is the what is the Chris Jenner meme where she's in the crowd and she's like, "Good job, sweetie." <laughs> That's me in the background. But you trying your very best. You're trying. It's okay. And trust me, all of this is said with so much grace because there's absolutely <laughs> been times in our business where I've been like, like last year. Oh, earlier. please don't. Please just don't look at don't it because and it might. The thing is, it might look good, but that's still not representative of who you are today. And that can be so incredibly frustrating. And so we want to talk about when it might be time for a new web design. And when we say new design, we mean the whole thing. We're talking about the architecture of how the pages are interconnected and and the user interface. We're also talking about the messaging of what are you saying? How are you saying it? Who are you connecting it to? We're talking about all of it. So when we say, is it time for a new design? We're like, not just your branding. Do you need to make major changes yeah. across the board? Do you need to change platforms? Do you need to reconfigure your site map? Like everything. Well, I think the easiest kind of trigger that might come up for you is when you have conversations with a prospect, whether it's you know, in a sales conversation or on social, or you run into someone in real life, 
if someone starts saying what they think you're doing and you mm-hmm. want to interrupt them and correct them because, say, oh, that's not it. That's not what I do. <laughs> if they're confused, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you find yourself like embarrassed to send people to your site because you know it's confusing or you know the language is speaking to someone that you worked with in like year one or year two, that is the sign that you know that your webpage is confusing people who are landing there. The copy, the images, the branding, the overall personality, look, feel, structure, everything, especially if someone is like, oh, I visited your website and I don't know exactly what you do. Like we've all gotten that sort of response at some point in our career. That's when you know that there are eyeballs heading to your website and they are confused about what it is that you actually do and how you can help them. Yeah. And in an ideal world, is this possible for every single industry, for every single service you can provide? I would say not necessarily. However, in an ideal situation, prospects should be able to land on your homepage and within the first few nanoseconds, really be able to know and understand what it is that you do and who you help. And if they can't tell within a few seconds, the likelihood of them abandoning before they've even tried to look around is so high. Well, and like studies literally show it takes just 50 milliseconds, which is a half of one second, not even a half of one second, 0.05 of one second for a user to decide whether they like or dislike a website. That is just from their first glance of their eyeballs, their inner, their out. I don't want to lose you that quickly, you know? And so you want to really make a good first impression. The thing I see the second most often is issues with the about page. You know, people make the typical mistake of trying to make their about page really showcase their expertise, what it is that they do. They turn it into either this giant story of all the things they've ever done and accomplished. So I was born in. (laughs) Literally. Or it's some form of their digital resume where they're Uh talking about all the things they've accomplished or certifications they have or schooling or whatever. And what's missing the mark is your about page is about your client. (laughs) And you are showcasing empathy for your client, understanding for your client, understanding what it is that they're going through and the challenges they're facing. And you're setting yourself up as the hero in their story. And if that's not what's currently happening, then that could definitely be a sign that things need to shift. Well, and the fact that you might not be aware of is that the about page is the second most visited page on your website after the homepage, meaning like that's the number one page people go to because the homepage is the one that they just land on when they type in your URL. So that's the default landing spot. The second place they click on deliberately is your about page. I know as service providers, we would hope it would be our lead form or we would hope it would be our services page. But just because you hope that that's what they do doesn't mean that that's what they're actually doing. And so I want you to really check into your analytics and you could use something like Hotjar to actually see where people are clicking and where they're heading next. But I pretty much guarantee you that it's going to be that about page. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Now, the next biggest sign that you might need a new website, it is when you've changed directions on what it is that you offer. Now, I think there's this common misconception that if you build a business that you're marrying whatever it is that you did when you started. And maybe if we were opening a business 50 years ago without the internet at the helm, maybe that was a bit more true where we were, you know, opening a laundromat and we're always going to be in a laundromat or opening 
a bank and like we're always going to be the tellers for people. But at the end of the day, all of the people that are listening to this show, you're technical experts. Like you have a skill in a certain area and it's really normal and natural for you to not only explore the skill that you were initially trained on, but then all of the parallel skills that are related to this area of life or business, depending on if you're B2B or B2C. And then as you continue to evolve, it's totally normal and natural for you to look at what things are more economically stable or recession proof or ways for you to transition and be more the owner instead of the operator. And so gone are the days where you marry your offer for forever and always. So please understand when we say, if your offers change, it's a red flag that you should be thinking about a new website. It is normal for your offer to evolve and change. And it's normal that you need to revisit your website every couple of years. Yeah, because, you know, for service providers, we typically when we start, if we have a website at all, especially past one web page, one landing page, we've typically just thrown up, you've thrown spaghetti at the wall, what you've been the Jill of all trades, you're offering all of these things, you haven't niched down either in your offer or your audience. And that's typically how you spend your first one to two to three years sometimes. So I, I see typically folks who have been in business for three plus years, who have really refined their offer, the price point and their ideal client, having a website that doesn't communicate any of that at all, because it was built year one. And that's okay. But now it's time to refine and bring up your website, that online real estate that you have to reflect who you are and the type of business that you're running right now. Okay, so another reason that you might be ready for a new website is that your website is pretty, is beautiful, but it's not actually functional. And we've seen a couple of these websites from our own clients that we've had to kind of come in and add a more strategic lens to it. Because you can have a website that reflects your brand really well, uses colors well, uses photos well, the fonts are really pretty. But if it doesn't guide your prospect into the actions that you need to take them, if you haven't intentionally thought about what goes above the fold and how are things skimmable, how are things laid out to actually increase conversions? What do the buttons look like? Where do they go? If you're not paying attention to stuff like that, then your website could be pretty, but it's not actually working for you. Yeah. And I think there's this misconception that you hit a certain point in business and you're at capacity. And so thus, it can really just be the showcase of your work and your portfolio. But I think it's important that we always prepare ourselves for future growth. And so I think having someone go on a journey every single time is essential, even if ultimately the journey is that they say, hey, I'm interested. And you ultimately say, hey, I'm booked. I'd rather them reach out and you identify future prospects than you to repel people before they've even had an opportunity to have a conversation with you. The biggest issue I see with pretty sites is they're so focused on the creative that there's this lack of either messaging or purpose. And so it might have good messaging and be pretty, but if it has good messaging and it's pretty, but there's no call to action, then the biggest thing that ends up happening is people like, oh, this person is talented, but I don't know how to work with them. I don't know what they actually offer me. 
Right. Mm -hmm. The other option is it's pretty, but the messaging is not there. And so it's so focused on the creative that people go there and they're like, Ooh, this person's talented, but am I even who they work with? And so then they don't even, they're not even getting to the point that they're thinking about an offer. They're not sure if they work with people like you. And so sometimes things can be too pretty where immediately your prospects are turned off because they think they can't afford you. Like there's a balance of being aesthetically pleasing and being the right type of aesthetically pleasing for your ideal client. Yeah. If you're not serving luxury, high-end, high-end clients, then your website shouldn't feel and look like that. Well, and I definitely have seen a trend even just the last five years or so where there was this like, make it look luxe, but then people were still charging kind of middle of the road pricing. Right. And I think it really creates a confusing experience for people. Yes. And so I really think it's important that you have a clear call to action. And if it's, it's totally fine. If it is pretty, like, let us come in and let's talk about what about the aesthetics you want to keep but let's focus on how we can make it more functional and make the user experience really flow. Because ultimately web, you know, a lot of people talk about UX, UI, but they really talk about the flow. At the end of the day, a website should have a flow to it where someone naturally travels across the same journey or similar journeys. There might be a couple of flows through the site, but if it's lacking that, we need to put that back in there. Now, there's also a direct opposite of this issue that we have worked with clients before who have this as a problem, and it's a clear sign that you're ready for a new website. Your website, if it prioritizes function, all else at the end of the day, before anything else, over aesthetics, over even usability, over layout, over everything, it's just like, here's what I do, click this button. There's maybe missing context, or there's too much context. There's too many links. There's too many buttons. There's too many options. And we're just laying everything out on the table and offering links and buttons for people to click to take the right action. Then it's time for a redesign. Then it's time to introduce images that showcase the same experience or personality that you're hoping to achieve, a different layout of the text to move people's eyes around, different colors of button to draw their attention to different actions that you want them to take. There are websites that we see that it's just like, it feels like a brochure come to life where it's just like all of this text, not a lot of imagery. It's a lot to read. It's like a giant magazines, a newspaper spread of information on the screen. Mm -hmm. No, I think not necessarily in contrast, but in that same grouping of people, I definitely see there's a certain sect of service providers that their skill is very not focused on creative. Like maybe they're more of a numbers person or an engineering, logical minded consultancy, like, you know, maybe they're a CPA, or maybe they're a business consultant, maybe they're focused on lead gen. I mean, I could insert dozens of industries that are very, when I say technical, I don't necessarily mean technical plus creative. I mean, like, literally numbers based. (laughs) And so their site can start to feel the best way to describe it is quite dry. And that's okay. Like if, if you're a person that thinks logically, 
it's normal that your site would portray that, but we want to add back in that human element, something that makes it feel a bit more homey, a bit more approachable, a bit more soft, and not so soft that it loses the technical aspects of the things you do well. We want to showcase and highlight those things, but we don't want to do it in a way that we're focused on messaging that's over our client's head. Because a lot of these people will have industry jargon, industry jargon throughout. Absolutely. Where it's so focused on things that people would say, if you're in the industry, that clients are like, I don't even really know what that means. Do I even need that? And they question whether you're the right fit because they don't understand. And so we want to bridge the gap where you can continue to be this really highly technical expert But we're going to add in the warm fuzzies that make people feel at home that also make people feel like they're not stupid because we don't want to insult a client before they even become one, you know, and adding that personality back in is huge. We also see this come up a lot for, so if you're in the technical space, but if you've also recently left corporate and you've yeah. created a website, it's just really easy to mimic like your old Business. corporate workplace right. as your website. And I'll just remind you that one of the major benefits of you going off on your own is that your clients get to meet you, like the owner and the CEO and the founder and your personality. And you get to inject a lot of that into this new type of work style that you're creating. And that should be represented on your website as well. Yeah. Now you may be feeling like you need a new website if you really are starting to get more clear on your goals. Your website should be working for you. Your website should help you achieve a goal and it should be a big part of your funnel. You know, for a lot of people, our clients are working primarily with referrals or word of mouth. And that's great. And you can go really freaking far. Okay. I've seen a lot of people go really far with this aspect of running their business. However, I want to speed up your sales process. And even if the majority of the people visiting your site are referral based people, I don't want to add a level of confusion that makes them go away. I want to solidify you as the expert. I want to showcase what it's like to work with you that really makes someone excited about the next steps so that by the time someone reaches out to you, they're further along in their sales process. By and large, this is a trend that's already happening. People are approaching service providers when they are ready to make a decision more often than they are in the discovery phase. 10 years ago, people were like interviewing multiple service providers to writing a lot of blog post content, a lot of web pages before they take action. Yeah. And now they've already done the narrowing down by the time they're outreaching. And so we want your site to make it easy for people to take the next step and not add a lot of additional roadblocks. And so If you want to add more purpose, if you want to speed up that process, perhaps you want to tap into if you've relied primarily on referrals and you want to start to get more organic leads. Instead of developing a social media strategy uh, for the love of Dumbledore, let's focus on your website, please. If you're getting any ounce of traffic at all, you can dial that up to not only increase 
the amount of traffic and eyeballs, but with a proper website, you can increase the conversions to where you might not need to have to explore social at all in any way, shape or form if you don't want to. There are so many clients of ours that like panic think of like, oh, as soon as I need to turn up the faucet for leads, I need to like start to go to all these networking events and referrals and then create the social media strategy. And I'm not doing reels and I'm not doing video. And it's like all of these other things when they've got eyeballs already, even if it's a handful, they've got eyeballs already on their website, but none of them are actually taking action. Let's fix the problem that's literally in our hands before we create a new funnel of people that are still going to be just as confused because those social people are going to go to your website and still be just as confused. Yeah. And we've been building websites for over a decade and have really honed in on what's working in the service world. And that's why we're focused. That's why we're niched in. You know, there's a million and one types of industries that need web presence, but the needs of those industries vary greatly. But if you look at service providers who the founder is the one who started doing the technical work and they have maybe started to just start to scale a team of people that are helping them implement their 10 employees or less. Those are the people that we're working with on a day in and day out basis. We're making their website a part of their sales funnel. It is a tool that they can rely on. And it's a tool that's going to set them in motion for them to make obvious next steps, whether that's, you know, further prioritizing SEO and developing additional web content, etc. Like, it is setting you up for future success. And so we are actively booking web projects for 2023. We would love to consider your project. And we'd love to hear more about you and your business. So feel free to go to bossproject.com slash waitlist. Let us know you're interested in website design and development. Tell me a little bit more about what you're looking for, what you like or dislike about your current site, and a bit about you and you and I, you and I will hop on a Zoom call and we'll talk about it one-on-one because it's really important to me that I can connect with you and understand your specific needs. And if it makes sense, we'll talk about what it looks like to build your new site in 2023. That's bossproject.com waitlist. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.